Let's see what we got here. Hmm. Okay, so Ryan's going to be here shortly, and he says he's bringing a new game along? Huh, how odd. Um, I guess it's one we've never seen in the show before. I mean, it could be interesting, you know. It's He's got a decent taste in games, Hero Escape and all, so... I mean, yeah, I could go with that, but what if... What if... What if... Oh, crap. What if it's a plot? He's got some sort of crazy plot. He wants to kill me for all the times I've maimed, killed him, and tried to murder him. Like that one time with the gun turret that didn't go very well. He wasn't supposed to live, but, you know, that, that, that happens. Okay, all right. I gotta be prepared. Weapons. Gotta be weapons around here. Let me get some. Babies, babies, scary disease, germs, germs. This is biological warfare! Hey, Jason. I see you got the game. Stay right there. Jason? Ryan, what kind of game is this? One we have never seen before. It is called The Game of Life. It's kind of funny if you think it's only been an hour and a half, then again, it's already been a year since the last time we sat down and filmed one of these episodes. Whole over a year. Oh, it has been over a year because we're we delayed this. We delayed this. That's my fault. But more about that anyway, because we're here on the couch just making crap up. I'm Jason. I'm Ryan. Who's your daddy? Who is your daddy? I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. You're killing the microphone. I'm screaming into exactly. It. I don't care. Anyway, I'm excited. Okay, let's it's go. It's another Merry Christmas time here on the tabletop battlefield. I screen the microphone too, but that's all right. Let me turn down both of our <laughs> break microphones. The, break the levels. Yeah, you're just uh, screwing. So I, I was think thinking about doing that all week, actually. Were you? You said you're playing this intro all week. You're going to scream into the camera. Warn me next time if I can adjust the audio levels. But anyway, <laughs> Ryan obviously has a bit explaining to do. So why don't we just let him explain that, and then I'll talk about what I've been up to this year, guys. So Okay. Very, very important thing, and... Um, I have to um, start by apologizing because uh, we knew about this last year when we did uh, Tabletop Battlefield last year, and yes. I kind of mentioned it, but not really. I think you um, said, oh, I have big news. Yes, yeah, so, so, like something big was going to happen next year. And basically, we found out that fall last year that my wife was pregnant. Um, and... It's a big thing for us because we've been married um, now nine years and uh, we've been trying forever and now it's finally, yes, something finally happened. But uh, we didn't, we didn't want to like uh, grandstand it. We wanted to make sure everything was going to be okay because of just um, certain reproductive issues that have happened in the past. Uh, we just wanted to make sure everything was going to be okay. But everything was good. 
Baby boy was born uh, June 7th uh, this year, and he's about as chunky and healthy as one could be. <laughs> His name is Jose Ryan Emilio Wilkie. And um, if we did an intro, maybe um, <laughs> you're, you're, you'll see him in the intro. That that's that that's that little guy in the intro. And if not, I have the video um, to give to Jason to where we can just paste it here and I'll and then toss can, it here whether we yeah. do an intro or not. It just makes it, life a little bit easier. It, exactly. Remind them. And so yeah, I shot that separately um, with him a few weeks ago. It's the first time he saw a lighting setup, a filmmaking site, uh, a, a setup. And I just, I just sat him on the table. Five months to get that? Huh? Took you five months to get introduced to that, Ryan? Yeah, it didn't take too long. Oh, kid, kid's a good kid. Um, but, yeah, just um, I had a day with him to where it was just me and him um, at home. And I um, set up like I would normally set up for, like, animating, only it was just uh, basically a, a car seat. And uh, put the kiddo in it, and he's just, he's just looking and, and just... Was great. Got some got some great shots uh, for for the intro. If we do it, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I I mean, it's it's been it's just it's it always changes your life to have kids. I don't think anybody can, who who hasn't had kids can't say that their life hasn't been changed. And that's that's equally uh, for me as well. It's just, um, I mean. It's 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 beyond words just to see this you know kids just like this tiny little thing, and and witness the whole birth and it was just like it was just, it was just a magical amazing thing. I know many people like saying oh it's it was horrible and stuff and yeah there it's gonna be complications sometimes. But um, besides the fact that I've lost a lot of sleep um, since <laughs> since this since this baby's been born. Um, I, I can't say that uh, it hasn't been a bad thing, and even losing sleep isn't entirely a bad thing, and unless you really need it. Unless <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really so, need it. So that that that's like sleep. that's the big big news. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I I mean, what what more could you ask for uh, for this year? You know, it's just been that crazy of the year, and that's one of the reasons why I'm behind and everything now, <laughs> and all the projects that that I'm doing, but. It's uh, well, definitely well worth it. Definitely we'll, well worth it. We'll get to all those details in a moment. So mm -hmm. um, I'm sure you have plenty of Tales of Ahala stuff to promote here in just a minute or two. Oh, yeah. So I'll talk quickly about what I've been up to. A whole lot of nothing terribly surprising, if you kind of know how I operate for the most part, of course. Still running the Caladagia universe over at Caladagia.com. Um, selling some of that stuff and working on the next expansion for the game, which... At some point, I know I told myself it would come out in June of 2018, and it's now looking early 2019. But all the, all the big playtesting stuff is done, so it's just writing stories and doing finishing some artwork and packaging it all up. So the hard stuff is done, at least, which is a very, very good, good, good thing. Um, other than that, other fun little project I've been up to this year that I launched was storyofmichigan.com. I've decided to take a shot at doing archival historical research into the history of the state of Michigan, because that's where I live. Um, it's actually been a lot of fun. If you've never done historical research, it's, it's very accessible. Local libraries, local museums have all sorts of crazy, amazing stuff you can just look into. And no matter where you go, wherever you live, there is some fantastic, amazing stories. Just 
all over the country you're going to find these little plaques that are often on buildings or on trails and they talk about very briefly some event that happened and if you dig into those some of the stuff you can find is absolutely amazing i mean even just going and um, here in the United States, anyway, you've got tons of monuments to military soldiers who served in wars or were killed in action. Just looking in the names of those people and just find even starting there is a very obvious place to start. And it's fantastic where you'll go. And I've, I've done one on an act of arson in 1875 where a paper mill was burned down by a woman. Um, and I finally dug up actually all, some of the court records on it. I found her arrest warrant. Um, jail tra transfer papers, all sorts of stuff like that. I went into talking about tornado, tornado outbreak, which, which got me into the research of one of the most famous tornado researchers in the 20th century, Dr. Ted Fujita. And I just recently put up one trying to track down a couple ferries which carried cars across the Straits of Mac on how they ended up serving in the Second World War. And I still can't quite find um, all their military records. They're actually very, very hard to find, mm -hmm. I guess, records of Army ships because they were in the Army, not the Navy. Um, mm -hmm. But I got more stuff like that coming up, and that has basically been my year in a nutshell, just trying to do other fun little video projects. I, I remember you asking me f for for like for like to help in that, and I never did. No, I'll, I'll get you in here one of these days when we get because I, I mean, well, I don't know if I, I mean, well, yes, if, if you have time with a kid, if all, I have know. time, <laughs> I mean, but you you haven't. I mean, I appreciate. Not calling me because I probably wouldn't have the time. <laughs> I gotta try to get a little better audio and video production. I actually bought just this last week. I'm on a new wireless microphone, so now I can actually do field shoots where I'm not tied down to one spot, which would be a nice change of pace. I can actually do a little bit of those nice documentary style walking towards camera, video recording things that look kind of cool sometimes. <laughs> I don't know, but um. Other than that, I actually will also at some point soon, probably not right when this video is released. We're actually filming this on December 23rd, so we're really pushing that whole Christmas December 25th thing. Yeah, that's why I out. feel like saying Merry Christmas because I don't know when they're going to be released. I will get this out. It will it technically Christmas is 12 days now. Um, <laughs> now we will. I will get this here. Yes, I will get this out probably to, uh, Christmas Eve. So I'll, it's just going to sit down, drop it in, drop a few things in, and hit go. Oh. You know, not that big of a deal. I got nothing. Okay. to do after we're done here or tomorrow, so it won't be that big of a deal. We'll um, see. But the tabletopbattlefield.com will be getting a new website here shortly for very practical no. reasons. Well, yeah, because it's old. It's old, and it's to the point where it's kind of dangerous. Long, so a bit of programmer speak here. Um, so the PHP programming language, which is what the Tabletop Battlefield was, was written in, I wrote it, I don't know, 13 years ago. Um, basically, the version of PHP that the runs of the server that processes it is going end of life here very, very soon. and might have already happened this week, but this week and next week, it's being end of life, which means the developers are never going to reduce re or issue security updates for it. So if any security vulnerabilities are found in that software, it's not going to be fixed and therefore be dangerous to have. And the software is not going to run on modern versions of PHP because it uses the original MySQL library, not MySQL I. PHP people know what I'm talking about there. Um, so I got to actually go ahead and replace it with something else, and that's almost ready to go at the time this is being recorded. So it'll be basically just a fancy YouTube video page, but whatever. It's, some, it's something different and something needed. So that'll be coming soon. And that is about it for my update. So Ryan, you've got more crap to talk about. So why don't you? How's the exciting kids stuff uh, out of the way? I, I, I feel so special. <laughs>
That's what I do at the show, make it feel special, right? No. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, well, a little bit, uh, um, Tales of Ahala and everything that goes along with it. Um, of, course, of course, that's the most important thing here, you know? Right? Yeah, for yeah. you. Well, I mean... <laughs> Aside from the kid thing. <laughs> I mean, with Tales of Ahala, it's funny. It's like if I had never started playing Heroescape, never started doing the show, I would never... The, Tales of Ahala would have never been thought of, never been created. Um, and for the fact that we're, you know, I'm doing season two and three, and the production, of course, is way more than what I anticipated, and with the baby on the way, of course... I, we're talking about a six-month to a year delay of actually releasing the stuff. But the good news is, next year, Season 2 will start getting released. And it's ten episodes for, uh, for each season. So hopefully um, throughout the year next year, um, one by one back-to-back, -back, uh, get these episodes released uh, for Season 2. So by the end, of the end of the year next year, they'll be all out. And I do have a teaser trailer already cut. And uh, we can, I gave that to Jason, mm -hmm. so we can show, we can show that right now. Valhalla, once a place of peace, is now a planet of war. We once had civilization and prosperity. Then great evil rose up to enslave and destroy. Heroes were sent from across space and time to defeat those evils. You might already know some of that story. I, Jandar, know many of the strong heroes that defend Valhalla, but the time has come for a team of new heroes to rise up and save our world. Wonderful. Those what beans really the... hit the spot, guys. Oh, two pick, man. Oh, oh, get any oh. beans. Get a match. Do we have matches oh, on this planet? Geez. I think birds just fell out of the tree. Ah, uh, mm. uh, two, two pick. Uh, I love you, but holy. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. two pick. Oh, that is embarrassing. Are you telling me that oh. you don't fart? Oh, geez. everybody no. farts. Stop. Except for Make girls. Stop. Ask them. No need for kindling, Gimp. I think whatever just came out of Toothpick is going to set the wood what, on what fire for us. Man, oh. that's just messed up. I tell you what. What's well, a I'm... natural body function, and you should accept it, and you should accept me for being who I am and being comfortable enough around you guys to be able to share this magical, beautiful moment at this period of life. Then again, I could be very wrong about Goodness gracious, someone grab some matches. Where's that fire elemental? We need him right about now. I I order you to go away. Go far, far away, Toothpick. Never return to the spot. Go, I feel so ready. Go take a bath. Just go out in the world. Why, blow toothpick? some stuff up. Really oh, bad. You know, that's something I'm looking forward wash to. Your... And I know that there, there's thinking moments, but sometimes wash your you just gotta let the stink go through. And when the stink's gone, we can move on. We can just go forward. You know? You know what I mean, guys? 
So let's look forward to blowing some stuff up and, and really becoming a team. You know what I'm saying, Lieutenant Dan? You know what I'm saying, Henderson? Hey, Gimp. Buddy, I didn't forget about you. If it weren't for you, I wouldn't have learned the true meaning of Christmas. The trailer that Jason has, um, I didn't actually like have time to color correct it. Um, so you can go on. Excuse me. You can go on the Tales of Valhalla YouTube page and look at it actually color corrected. Go subscribe, like, do whatever you need to do on YouTube to show that you care about um, that particular that particular teaser trailer, which is like nothing to do with what the seasons are about. It's just uh, it's just a teaser. <laughs> it's just it's just in good fun and and uh, I liked how um, it's funny how like for those four guys playing those four characters, it seemed to blend very well together. But those were recorded on four separate times. I just told them basically, okay, this is the situation you're yeah. in. I didn't give them any of the other lines that the other guys were saying. And it just seemed to gel really well. So um, hopefully everything else gels really well, too, Ooh, throughout dear. seasons two and three uh, for, like, uh, these particular voice actors for these characters. Um, it's, it's, it's looking good. Mm -hmm. it's, it's looking to be just raising up season one by 100 points, basically. It's... It's uh, it's gonna it's gonna be fun when it's all released. It's just a lot of work, a lot of work. Um, and uh, hopefully, like in the next three months, get a get a full trailer up, and that will tell you basically what season two and three is basically gonna be about. Um, and it's gonna it has something to do with some events that happened during season one. Um, subtle hit, hint. <laughs> Uh, subtle hit. <laughs> subtle hit. <laughs> subtle hit. Uh, but, mm -hmm. yeah, and, uh, yeah, I'm voicing Jandar, apparently, because, unfortunately, I had a voice actor who wasn't able to, um, continue uh, voicing Jandar, and so I'm, like, instead of finding someone else to volunteer, I'm, like, I'm just gonna do this myself. Because just of time, and it's, like, finding time for someone else to do it, it's, like, uh, just, I'll, I'll do it myself, so. I'm not the best suited for it, but, you know. Yeah. What, can, what can you do? Do the best you can. When you're desperate. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you do the best you can. So so that is basically um, Tales of Ahala in a nutshell. And, of course, we've got other things to talk about because Tales of Ahala has got something to do with these uh, terrain tiles pieces on uh, the table here as well. Um, but I don't think Jason wants me to talk about that just yet. No, yeah, we'll, go, we'll get to that stuff in just a moment here, I think. I'm going to talk a little bit about the games I've been playing this year that I'm going to be working on getting around to, hopefully in 2019, because a new one just came out that I'm really interested in. Um, but let me start with this first one here. This, didn't, this one is Rune Wars by Fantasy Flight Games. This one actually came out in 2017, but I finally didn't get around to playing it until this year. It was basically Fantasy Flight's competitor to Warhammer Fantasy, and it is absolutely an incredible game. Um, it's a little bit different because there's 
in terms of some of the things you got to get around with because a lot of the mechanics, at least I say, a lot of the strategy comes in knowing the possible actions your opponent's units can take and what units you can take and how those um, align up because things occur at different, different times, different times during the turn and guys can do attacks sooner than others and knowing how all that timing works out is can be a little bit frustrating but once you kind of get that down it's really cool. It's a very fast playing rank and file fantasy um, war game and it's in terms of the starter sets, the space starter set as well as the army starter sets, it's probably the best experience I've ever got out of a starter set box. So the $90 starter set, which comes with two armies, that is a little bit less than a half of a full-size tournament army, but it still is a heck of a gaming experience. There's a lot of different options you can use with that. So this is an awesome game if you like any kind of uh, fantasy battle systems. It uses a variation of Fantasy Flight Descent, dice system we have all little tokens for surges for rain not ranges but surges hits stuff like that so that kind of variation of custom dice um next one up there's a lot of fancy flight in this pile in fact it's mostly fantasy flight um that did come out this year finally um star wars, star wars legion this is also fantasy flight's game um this is their warhammer 40,000 competitor it's definitely a 40k inspired type of game with basically and it's it's a solid competitor to Warhammer 40,000 if you don't want to play games workshops up and want to try something similar it is it is pretty cool it's got some very interesting initiative actions in terms of choosing your orders for the turn because you have to um, select a certain order card each turn that allows you to activate certain units in a more controlled fashion the rest of your army of course, you've got a lot of stuff from the Star Wars universe. You have your Rebel Troopers, Storm Troopers, which shoot like crap because, you know, it's like right from the movie. You've got Leia, Luke, Han, Darth Vader, the Emperor, uh, the one general that attacks Hoth. I can never remember his name. Who's the guy that attacks Hoth? Who's the guy that attacks Hoth? The Imperial General who's commanding the Hoth invasion of Hoth. Um, well, he dies, doesn't he? He probably does, but he's in the game. Um, oh, nice. I think that's Piet or something. Maybe we think of something different that's not yet. But anyway, regardless, the only thing that's kind of screwy about the um, Star Wars Legion is it uses Fancy Flight's crazy custom dice mechanic for something that really isn't any different than what you can get with D6s, or in this case, D D8s and D6s. But um, that's the only kind of not-so-great part about it, but overall it is a fun game if you like something that's 40K-ish, but not Games Workshop. Fantasy Flight, again... <laughs> Also, this did not come out this year, but I finally got into playing it. This is Arkham Horror, the living card game, um, which is essentially, if you're taking Magic the Gathering and turn it into a cooperative, light, role-playing type adventure game, you'll get this. Arkham Horror is Fantasy Flight's um, Cthulhu franchise. It's officially licensed uh, Call of Cthulhu, so you have all those giant monsters and demons and you're playing, you know, one of the 1920s era investigators fighting against these monsters in various parts of the world. The base set, of course, has you in the city of Arkham, but there's ones where you travel around to um, somewhere down in either Central America or South America. I forget which. It's down there going after, like, the ancient ruins. There's one where you go to Egypt now that just got released. So it's a lot of fun, and you can 
play the same characters across multiple missions and they slowly get driven insane and or brutally killed. It's 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 a bit it's a very dark dark themed game with Cthulhu. Cthulhu is a very depressing franchise, but um, it's definitely a fantastically awesome experience. If you want some light role playing that has an aspect of custom of customizable collectible card games to it. Um, but it is a living card game, which basically is Fancy Flight's trademark terminology for saying it's not actually random boosters. You buy expansions that have a single mission to it and then additional player cards. So it does get pretty expensive pretty fast. Um, each The base mission sets usually have like two missions to them and a bunch of player cards. Those are $30. And then they have six more in that campaign, each of, them, each of them being about $15. So it gets very expensive very fast. But it is an awesome, awesome game. Um, and the last one that I want to play in 2019, also I could say I did get the new Arkham Horror board game, which is the same franchise, similar, same characters, but it's a board game versus a card game. I haven't played it yet, but it's sitting up there. Um, and th those two are kind of fun because they are cooperative games. You could play by yourself, so if you want to, just have something you can play, you know, your friends to play with. Um, you can pull those out, and they're both fully play against artificial intelligence enemies, and it's, and it's fun to do that too. So, um, and finally, the game that just came out not too long ago that I would like to get into in 2019. I got one of the miniatures sitting here. This is Adeptus Titanicus. This is sort of a re-release, but it is a newer, much newer version of the game from Games Workshop, where it is. Um, they're giant, stompy robot games. So all the titans, which are, if you remember from 40K, are these monstrous things. They're now in about 6 millimeter scale, and you can play them just fighting each other. And so I've got a couple of miniatures. i got the rule sets. And basically the rules are if Games Workshop were to create battle tech. So you have multiple damage locations, some more rigid movement, shields, things like that, critical damage. And it definitely looks like it's going to be a lot of fun to play. I'm hoping we're going to play that in the not-too-distant future. And that is basically it, me rambling about games that I um, have played this year. I think that covers... The, oh, I, uh, Fallout. Fallout, not a video game as well. Actually, the first time ever I played the Fallout video game this year. That's how far behind I am. I got Fallout 4 at the start of the year. And Fallout 76, which I just kind of wander around in because I'm like, I don't know. Um, I just like Lego Marvel. <laughs> But there is a Fallout Wasteland Warfare, which is the new skirmish level game by Morpheus or something. It's a British company. It's a very interesting game. I played it a few times because it is taking the video game, literally taking the video game and turning it into a tabletop game. If you're confused about the rules, you think about how the video game works, and that'll, you'll probably be right how the rules of the tabletop game will work. So if you like that universe and maybe something to look into, it's a skirmish scale game that's, that can be kind of fun. Um, and that's that's the basic gist of what I played so far this year. So I think we're going to talk about some of the other random fun things that uh, our listeners might be interested in. And Ryan, you've got a few you want to talk about, and then I got a few here, and we'll dive us into our final topic then. Well, I'm going to talk about high ground tiles, because um, aside from Tales of Valhalla and Baby Been Born, I think this is one of the most one of the most uh, fun, most important things that I've been part of this year. And high ground tiles is a uh, terrain-based uh, company, um, and it's uh, mainly focused on 3D printed terrains. And we'll talk about 3D printed terrains later on in the show. But um, for, like, High Ground itself, um, they basically, I think a few years ago, 
they tr they tried launching a Kickstarter um, to say, like, look, um, we're we're going to be producing uh, these types of terrain tiles, like you see here, um, and uh, you can use them for like HeroScape or Dungeons and Dragons or you know anything you, you can use for, where you can uh, customize your terrain and and uh, and use them. And they failed their Kickstarter. Um, I think mainly because they were trying to produce uh, the materials themselves, and they had just too high of a, um, of, a, of, a, of a price goal. But they did a new Kickstarter this year, and it was just to primarily release, release the uh, 3D printed files of, of said terrains, and it went really, really well. And I saw the opportunity there. I'm like, you know what? I can use these for Tales of a Hell. Just integrate them with the HeroScape uh, terrains that I already have. And they're already HeroScape-like because um, they they kind of what they kind of, they're not affiliated with HeroScape or Hasbro or Wizards of the Coast in any way. But they kind of um, made these to integrate or inter yeah, integrate with uh, the. Uh, the, I'm over here clicking things together. The the the, the tiles uh, from or the terrain tiles from HeroScape, so you can you know you can add it on and, and let it be part of it. Um, and so I'm just like, okay, this opportunity. So invested some money, and um, this was like I think early fall uh, this year, and finally got some stuff printed out because I personally don't have a 3D printer, but um, I got some help from. Uh, Jason here to print out uh, some terrain as well as a, um, a 3D uh, printing, uh, I guess I say company, um, or a 3D printer uh, fellow um, who who printed out a lot of these as well. And I'll get into more of that in a second, though. <laughs> I don't want to wander off here. But um, just to say that um, how these have come out um, and we'll Obviously, provide links for like high ground numbers and in the back. Hmm? What number it is in the set is in that tile night nine yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah okay. pretty much. Yeah. Sorry, I, I interrupted him. I'm looking no, at the little that's, tiles. That's fine. It's Those like, are in audio uh, land. Have fun. Have fun uh, putting these together. But uh, yeah, for for these tiles, um, like I said, we have here we have like uh, lava tiles. We got lava crust um, to where you just snap them snap them together and be like, oh, there's lava in the crust. Actually, can this snap together? Here? Uh, it might. Some of them are a little bit of a tight fit. I've noticed. Yeah. You have the sand, like the lava tiles have the sand down a tiny bit on the edges to get them to fit in the crust tiles, but they'll, they'll, they'll go in there. Yeah. I'll take one that I already, uh, I've already snapped that in. So let's do this. Okay. So, so you see, you have lava tile here, you got lava crust, and snap in. Lucky we're not live. <laughs> not live. <laughs> I won't cut this out. Not though. that Jason won't. Not cut it <laughs> It'll out. be here on YouTube watching you have trouble snapping things in because that's how a horrible person I am. Yeah. But um, so these they don't directly connect to HeroScape tiles, so they have like this interface layer that's yeah, the thickness of one HeroScape tile. So you put down a HeroScape tile, you put this interface down, and then you snap on the high ground tiles. Correct? Uh, yes, you can. You can put them on top of uh, HeroScape so tiles. Some of them will There are like. There are connectors you can mm -hmm. print out to have have them connect more securely. It yeah. just, just depends on how. I mean, you have to think about how you're going to put it on. But I, I've seen them like um, in pictures oh, okay. from well, both high ground and other people who use high ground terrains, and 
how they're both integrated. Okay. Um, it just depends on how you set yeah. it up. So some of them do actually fit on top of the, the Tearscape tiles. Not all of them do, I get you. Yeah. It, it depends on what you're linking together. Let's see here. Uh, come on, come on, come on. But it does give a little more freedom to do things that aren't purely HeroScape. But you have a really nice tree somewhere around here. There's a tree right in the middle. See? So instead of, instead of just lava, you got lava. You got an actual lava crust and as opposed to... Um, yeah, like, like, there's, a water, there's a waterfall around like, that's really neat. Like, see, and here's, here's like a HeroScape's lava crust and here's High Ground's lava crust. And uh, for High Ground, you would just snap this on. And that becomes part of your training. You just keep on building terrains um, from these and, and just add them on. And there's also like uh, special ways like for 3D printing. Um, one of the great things about this is for like the majority of uh, these, uh, these files to print out, you don't need to paint them. You just need the right colors. And even if it's, if it's something that has like uh, multiple different colors, you just print out each individual piece and then you end up snapping them together. Like so. And voila. Volcano. That is pretty cool. So that's like a... That's the top of a volcano of like an, an eruption. they got some hot ash clouds shooting out of the top. Pretty much. And you've got the lava flowing out. Oh, that's pretty neat. Mm -hmm. That is cool. Yep. And that's just one of the things. And like you have this... I, I, I really like this one to where it's like... You have like a, a rock tile like so. And then you have a tree that um, printed separately, but it just snaps right in. So the way uh, that High Ground designed um, these terrains, uh, they're incredibly accurate. Um, and I know from my, uh, uh, the guy, David, who uh, 3D printed my stuff, um, he did have some problems with the configuration at the beginning, um, and uh, which, which involved in a little bit of disaster. <laughs> um, but he, he, he pushed through it and and he just got this amazing stuff. So um, if anyone's uh, who's watching this podcast in like, uh, I'd say actually basically in the northeast area of the United States, um, go to this guy's link. Um, I think it's Lucky's Custom Leather. Um, find, printing's not his main Find the email. <laughs> be an adult to look into the web page. Um, to his webpage. <laughs> I don't know how you found his website, right? To be honest with you, but well, you know. Well, and that was one cool thing with with High Ground. After the Kickstarter was done, oh, they sent it to you. <laughs> um, no, not this particular one. Oh, okay. Um, uh, what they do is, uh, if you if you go to High if you go to High Ground's website, which I recommend to do first, um, because uh, obviously Kickstarter is done. If you want to get um, these three D printed files, they have the they have the STL files for sale on their website, and um, they're not paying me to say that either. Um, and uh, in their website, they have uh, different uh, options or suggestions or ways to um, get these. If you if you don't have, if they say they say, oh, you know, if you don't have a three D printer, well, you can buy one. Here's what we use, and it's it's actually um, it doesn't cost you know that much. And and here's how we do it. And you know, you can you can copy off us, or they give three uh, D printing suppliers. Um, and there's some individual companies that they name, but there's also one website that was called, I think, Treat Stock, um, which they said, you know, you can find uh, 3D printers in your area. And that's how I found uh, oh, okay. th this fella. Um, so uh, yeah, High Ground didn't, didn't recommend this fella directly. Um, they just recommend, 
recommend the webpage that that had him, and I saw him on there. I'm like, oh, you know, I, I, I'll give him a go, and really good. So, so if you guys are looking for um, these type of uh, 3D printed terrains, and you bought them, and like I don't have a 3D printer, and you don't have a friend who has a 3D printer, um, I highly recommend uh, this guy uh, from Lucky's. And like I said, website below. If you're a child, have your parent uh, get the email for you. <laughs> Um, just because it's 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 I mean I wouldn't say it's completely adult but it's it's kind of adult. Um, it, it's adult. Material. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. It's it's an adult. It's kind of adult. What, what, uh, yes. It, it's very much adult material for some and of the products. What, what I'll do. What I might do also, and um, not just the web page for Lucky's. I'll just provide the email as well, so you can just co copy and paste the email and write to David if you want to get these terrains uh, uh, printed uh, for you, um, and. Uh, and like I said, you got you got to provide him the SDL files, and he'll print it and ship it out to you, uh, no problem. Please, if you can give give him business, because um, for me, he he's earned um, every bit of business that I can give him in the future, and I probably will be giving him a lot because there's a lot of things that I need to do with Tales of Ahala, um with these terrains, and yeah, and anyway, okay. So talked about Lucky's, yeah. um, back back to high ground. So um, overall, um, my view of what high ground. You know, has done with these trains. I I am just like uh, over the wall for for these trains. These trains, I mean, for the little bit I've worked with them, they are fantastic, um, uh, visually, um, uh, aesthetically, and it's um, and just the way that they're to to have something so different than Heroescape terrain yet so similar, and that can match up really well with it and end up becoming, you know, part uh, of the game itself. I mean, obviously most people aren't going to be animating with them. <clears throat> They're going to want to actually be playing with them and it's it's really uh easy easy to do. Um and you just you you're you're going to be able to make um more new um areas of the Halo or whatever you want to do whether it be Hero Escape, Dungeons and Dragons or or the like. And not only do they have the hex um, terrains, they also have square terrains um, oh, okay. that, that 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 they sell as well. So you have you have different options. Um, so uh, go to their website, um, check them out, and uh, give them their business if if you're looking to to get these terrains because these terrains are just awesome. And and I'm going to provide a more in depth. Uh, I would say in yeah, kind of more in depth. Um, Look at uh, these particular terrains that have been printed out um, on my Tales of Ahala page uh, coming soon. So just go to the Tales of Ahala YouTube page, subscribe, and that will be coming soon as well. They are really, really nice. They are. They I, I, really I'm cool. just, I am so, so impressed. And I can't wait. I can't wait. It's like um, in the next few weeks I'm going to order to get the sand uh, terrain tiles printed out as well as maybe some mystic tiles. I don't know. I'm, I'm still... Thinking, what, I, I'm 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 going to be printing out as needed because my budget, where I can't spend a lot mm -hmm. at once. <clears throat> so um, I know I'm definitely going to need sand. Um, so as these come out bit by bit, I might you know end up giving reviews on um, on them as they come out. But yeah, overall, really really impressed with the lava tiles. Really really impressed with the rock tiles. I mean, these rock tiles are just so. There's so much detail. Uh, that they give, and I mean, I, I show people these, and they're amazed. They're like, "This came from a 3D printer." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, just it, it's incredible." So, good job, High Ground. Good job, good job. Keep them coming.
we'll talk more about the 3D printing stuff in just a moment because mm-hmm. 3D printing is it's definitely changing the terrain market. But uh, I think you have two more quick little things on your list you wanted to talk about, right? About fun stuff from this yeah. year. And I got nothing to show. But that's for right. This. Just just summarize what but, it is, and yeah. I got a few things here to yeah, we'll talk about. So, so on about. a couple other minor things that either interest me or that I've been into. One is um, uh, something that's very not gaming related at all, um, but everyone knows uh, this name, Sherlock Holmes. What movie, TV show haven't we seen, you know, um, some version of Sherlock Holmes in? But how many people can say that, oh, ah, I I went and I read the original uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle uh, works. I'm, I'm sure a lot of you out there have. I personally had not, so I decided... Um, Buy it off of Amazon, put it in my Kindle for like 10, 20 bucks, like the whole co- complete uh, collection. And it's been so fun. I, I like finding those old classics to where it's like, you know, they're classics, you know, they're there, you know, you know, these characters um, already from different variations of people telling about it, but you've never actually read or, or seen the original works. And it's just, it's amazing. And and Sherlock Holmes' character, how Sir Arthur Conan Doyle uh, first uh, described him, is actually a lot like the Benedict Cumberbatch uh, character, how, how he portrays Sherlock Holmes uh, in the BBC uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes uh, TV show. Um, just, he's very standoffish. He's, he's a... Uh, He's not a likable character by any means. <laughs> not by any uh, means whatsoever. No, but at the same time, then he just becomes likable. Uh, it's it's just it's just amazing the literary prose that uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle had, and this was a, a a work of fiction that he was not really serious about writing. Um, he wanted to do other things. He wanted to write other things, and this was just a way to get to that. Not you know, and then eventually understanding. Okay, this has become a literary icon that, like, just transcended time, basically. Something we got to put up with now. It's like, oh. Yeah, but anybody, anybody out there who who is like, you know, is into reading and and likes, you know, good fiction stories, just get the whole set and just and just start reading through them. I mean, most of them are actually just short stories because he wrote these stories for magazines, mm-hmm. um, so they're relatively short stories anyway. And they're just some of them are <laughs> so good. There's actually one or two that made me cry. Uh, just, just, just emotionally, because it just, it just, it just gets you uh, right there. Um, so if, if you haven't read all those, go out there and, and read them. All right, and then moving on. <clears throat> okay, I mean, I really wish I had something to show uh, for this, but um, there is a game out there that I saw um, a little bit ago that I really want to get sometime in the future, and it's called Firebrand Mountain. And it's it basically looks like if you would take the game of life and transform that um, garden and and white picket fence type uh, game game board and turn it into like a raging fire mountain to where you could um, you know the the figures you could melt from lava or drown or whatever <laughs> um, basically survival um, that's what this is and I saw it and it kind of reminded me of if anybody knows of like the uh, um, old uh, Micro Machine Crash Canyon game back I think it's like uh, this really this really shows my age um, back in like the late 80s um, to where it's like uh, like little miniature uh, <clears throat> monster trucks 
um, and you had like this just this uh, casted like canyon set to where you just um, roll dice and you you know race around this this canyon they, you could fall and you could knock them into water or whatever a lot of lot a lot of messy fun um, it kind of reminds me of that so that's just a game that I'm like looking probably looking forward to get sometime in the future I think it'd be a great one to play uh, with my son when he gets old enough um, and yeah so firebrand mountain definitely maybe in like a, a year or so um, we might actually have that here and 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 uh, review that and take a look at that. So I got a few <laughs> things here. I was going to um, talk about some of the fun stuff I discovered this year. I was actually madly searching for one a moment ago because I might have the name wrong, so I'm going to skip that one, which is uh, unfortunate. Cause that's it was why a, you need to be prepared or kind yes, of prepared. It was a very, <laughs> it's a very fantastic Netflix documentary series by the BBC, but neither of them. I might have the wrong name. Um, anyway, so we'll dive into a few things here. Uh, for this, one thing I started using either late last year, early this year, were really high quality brushes for painting miniatures. So I've become a fan of the Artificial Layer series of Games Workshop, which the brushes are about $25 a piece, which is a very expensive for brushes. But the, I've just very discovered is that expensive brushes are well worth the money. Um, they can hold the tip very, very well in terms of when you get the paint on them. And the bristles don't fray nearly as much as cheap brushes do. So even though you're paying five times as much for a brush, you're getting six months of very good painting experience instead of having to work with a very crappy brush. Because I've, I've painted so many measures of crappy brushes that I just I finally just screw it. I can try the good ones. <laughs> and they're ones. well worth the money, especially when you're already paying, you know, 25 you know, twenty-five to $130 for a miniature. Um it's well worth the higher quality brushes to do a good job painting them up. Um, the other thing that when I was talking about Fallout being I'm finally late to the party. The other thing I'm finally late to the party on is I finally bought a Nerf Strife. This is, I should have run over and grabbed it. It's sitting over there, and, but um, I'll get it in a moment. It's a semi-automatic flywheel Nerf blaster for fun. Because um, we use it, we actually, at my day job, everyone's got Nerf blasters on their desk. So I bought this one. It's absolutely a fantastic Nerf blaster. It's been out of production for like a couple of years. So you got to give them an eBay or Amazon at pretty high prices. But they're definitely a fantastic off the Nerf option. And there's a lot of really cool modding options for it if you want to put more powerful motors in it, if you want to make it look like basically any gun real or imagined, you can buy like Halo mod kits to make it look like a Halo assault rifle or the AK-47 if you want to take it outside and get shot for some reason. Um, so those, those options do exist. Uh, one fun little thing here I've got inside the Arkham Horror card game box is a third-party kit um, that I've found on Amazon. I don't know how I stumbled across this. I was looking for some of Arkham Horror. But it's called the Broken Token Divider Set. So I'm going to be very careful to tilt this towards the camera without spilling it. But they are laser cut, looks like basswood dividers for all sorts of different types of games. So obviously Arkham Horror, the card game, you have hundreds of cards. So I'm, I got a bunch of dividers for all the different player card types, the different missions that I, I'm working on right now. And it's got a um, laser-cut little box that goes in the middle here for the, that holds the game's token. So it's a nice way to have a whole bunch of storage options and storage of convenient storage ways for gaming miniatures. And they have a whole bunch of different games available, a lot of Fancy Flight stuff, because Fancy Flight likes to have stupid amounts of tokens. Um, 
but they're really cool. You can find them on Amazon, and I believe, like I said, they're called the Broken. I'm gonna say the yeah, the Broken Token. And their website, if I can read it here, is thebrokentoken.com. What do you know? Um, definitely a, a bit pricey. This one here for Arkham Horror was about twenty-eight to thirty dollars. I tried to very carefully put this thing back in, but well worth the money because it's a lot better option than what you get with the base game, which is nothing. Um, <laughs> And then the last thing I'll talk about, because half the other things on my list were games I already talked about, um, we'll go into the 3D printing a little bit as Ryan's over there playing with his HeroScape 3D printed tiles. Um, the other, I guess I call it a toy, it's a very, very expensive toy that I bought this year. I bought the Ultimaker 3, which is one of the, basically the highest end 3D printers you can get for FDM printing, um, mainly to make terrain as well as cosplay pieces. I've got my, I can, it might show up in the intro, we filmed the intro, but I've, my entire, my ghost sniper rifle for my StarCraft II ghost costume was all 3D printed, a lot of it on the Ultimaker 3, and it's just a, it's a very, very incredibly nice 3D printer, I love that very, very incredibly part there, and it more so, than the advantage of basically buying a really expensive 3D printer versus a cheap crappy one is that it just works a lot better out of the box. I get over 90% plus success rates with the prints. It works fairly well with oddball filaments, especially the Ultimaker brand filaments, like their TPU95, which is flexible. Um, the PVA supports, where you can basically have dissolvable glue support material, is a fantastic option. So it's, it's a very expensive printer, but it's well worth every penny. Because um, it just makes your life so much easier than trying to always fiddle with settings on a cheap, crappy printer. Plus, Ultimaker makes the Cura Slicer program, which a lot of people use. And because of that, it works best with their printers. Um, because, you know, it's designed to work with their printers and everybody else just kind of hacks their way into using the Cura program because it's open source. Um, and the last 3D printing thing, where we're going to talk a little bit more about that, is probably for the first time ever... A technology called photogrammetry is now becoming available to the average person. Um, the, how oh, was it? Was it Mesh Room? Mesh Room, I think is what it is. It's an open source photogrammetry program. What photogrammetry is, I'm holding up a little 3D print here. This is a 3D model of an actual building from the real world. It's, it would be a mid 20th century farm building from the Midwest that I actually manufactured this piece. I took my drone up in the air, I have a DJI Mavic Pro, and you're able to fly around this thing, take about 100 photos of it, and this software can take those photos and turn it into a 3D model, which I then use as a reference. I want to build a um, gaming piece out of it, because this photogrammetry software is awesome for mapping, but it's not really amazing yet for doing modeling for, three, for miniatures. But I was able to use these photographs and this photogrammetry model that was built from all these photographs to create kind of a hyper-detailed scale model of that building for miniature wargaming. So right here, it's about a 6 millimeter scale I'm holding at the moment. I did a nice high-resolution 3D print of it. And it's pretty freaking cool to be able to have actual real buildings on your battlefield. Um, so you're probably going to see me selling things like this during this year on my Etsy store. And I've also then um, making some 3D printed bases. The Warhound Scout Titan for Adeptus Titanicus I got, he's sitting on a 3D printed base that I created as well. And um, 
Yeah, so that's that's kind of leading in a little bit to any more stuff you want to talk about in regards to three D printing. I know you're you're obviously having a blast with the high ground stuff, and yeah, well, and I was just I was just seeing how like uh, here's a big uh, like HeroScape. Oh, that's what you're doing uh, setting. Oh, wow. Terrain set. So and see how easily the, this um, and this is the stuff that David printed out. I think um, like your your base tiles are actually a little bit rough um, uh -oh. in in the in the printing process. But I have to clear off. Yeah, this one support the material. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a little bit harder to attach stuff to these, although not impossible. It's just it's just going to take a little bit more work. But for the sake of time, um, just showing how uh, easily like this comes on and just snugs like right into uh, the HeroScape base. Um, and as you can you can see here with the rock, like you oh yeah, you, support material there. <laughs> yeah, you have an option to where um, like you can have a rock hanging down and hanging up. Like so, that's something you can't couldn't do with HeroScape. No, before. That's um, cool. And they actually, um, High Ground also has um, something to where you can have wooden ledges up against rock-based mountains, and to have it just climb up and just it's just inserted into uh, the the terrain. Basically, you just attach it to the to the trains, and you can basically have like a little walkway going all the way up a mountain, basically uh, in a circle. Um, so. And just all kinds of just, there's just all kinds of things that high, high ground is creating. This is this is just the tip of the humongous iceberg, and they're just getting started. They're they're just getting started with their company. So, um, but anyway, as far as 3D printing goes, um, it, it's funny how um, I, I I think I'm one of maybe the only people that actually do this. Um, but I was I was watching some of uh, tabletop. Uh, Battlefield's uh, Christmas uh, specials from from years past, I think like 2012, maybe 2013. And in it, Jason is talking with another co-host about oh, 3D printing. Yeah, Jerry, I think it was a long, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. Um, and how what 3 3D printing is going to be like in the future. And yeah, <laughs> and to, oh, okay, cool. I was cleaning it off. I'm like, hey, it's probably here that the microphone. <laughs> click, click, click. Let's stop doing that now. Okay. <laughs> Um, no, that's fine. Uh, and it's it's funny how I mean I don't remember specific, specifically what you guys said, but basically how how what three D printing could mean in the future and the future is now, the future the future We're is today. There. And it's it's just amazing. Can you imagine when we started the tabletop um, battlefield? How many years ago? It's been like what over ten years now? No, no. Uh, it's, been, it's been eleven. Eleven. Okay. Two thousand seven. Okay, 2007, so, yeah. Almost 12. Can you imagine, like, some, like, we go back in time and we tell ourselves <laughs> that 11 years from that time that we'll be able to print out our own terrains on a printer. It was not... And, and, and financially, do it financially. Yeah. That's, that's, wow. the, that's the key phrase, is mm -hmm. that, because um, 3D printing is an old technology. It's been around well over 30 years. But it's only really since we started the show that it became commercially available to the average person. And that's, that's what's so amazing about it. And it's finally gotten to the point where even with cheap printers, that if you want to spend the time, the key phrase is you want to spend the time and you upgrade to them, you can get some incredible 3D printed terrain for your miniature games. You're, you're not quite rivaling Games Workshop's kits yet, but these are very... But it, These are very good. It's 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 becoming, it, it's coming to a point to where we are very very close to where a lot of these um, gaming companies that um, 
that produce their own terrains are going to become yes. obsolete because of the fact that we can make our own terrain and and that and that more independent companies can make make their own terrains and I think that's going to create I mean personally I think that's going to create a shift um, and I think that shift is already already happening actually um, it just it's just going to take us I mean I'm not saying um, like oh you know all big ma- gaming companies need to like you know go away I, I I don't think they need to go away I think they need to just um, <clears throat> adjust yes um, and and find a way to uh, you know be cohesive uh, with, with what's happening with, with, with what's going on because it's a great thing it's 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 an amazing thing because I know it's like I mean HeroScape has been discontinued for almost ten years now and um, I mean I can go on eBay and try and look for terrains um, like these now but it's like two to three times the cost of what I'm paying for these high ground ter- terrains. So, so much more cost effective. Um, and so much more easier. And you just you just get so much more bang for your buck. And if you can find a good 3D printer out there, and trust me, there's there's more than just um, this fellow that worked with me. Just just search for them, find them. Um, there's a lot of good, honest guys out there um, who, you know, are willing to learn and be like, okay, you know, I can do this for you. And to really upgrade um, your ga- gaming repertoire, if you would say if you want to say that. My Rune Wars guy has his base gets all bent. Anyway, sorry, I just noticed my Rune Wars guy has his base is all bent. No, but uh, 3D printing has been a mainstay of the tabletop game industry for quite a while. Like, uh, the, I'm holding here my Depis Titanicus Warhound Scout Titan, which as I mentioned, a 6mm version of a 30mm Warhammer 40k figure, which when this guy's normal 40k, he stands well over a foot tall. What I was told by the guy at the store, I don't know if this is the case, but what Games Workshop was able to do is just take the digital files that they used for the 40k miniature and just scale them down, reprint them out, and make new master molds for the little miniatures. And that's that's one of the ways companies have been using 3D printing because more expensive 3D printers can do some amazing stuff. The Caladagia mm-hmm. miniature lines it was are all based on 3D prints, and we're starting to even see home printers in terms of resin type printers not the fdm printers which are the ones that have the big plastic spools on them mm-hmm. those are not going to be making good high quality miniatures anytime soon um, maybe someday but not quite yet but resin mm-hmm. printers which have a liquid uh, resin that are cured with lasers or uv lights those are starting to do some really cool stuff at the home level there was one came out this year that's 500 dollars. that's i guess it works pretty well um i haven't used it I'd be looking to get the Form Labs, which is the expensive one that can get truly incredible quality that can almost compete with GW quality for miniatures. Um, so you're going to start seeing stuff like that to where the miniature market is going to become a bit in jeopardy per se. But even mm-hmm. then, when you're talking a 500 to 1500 dollar initial investment to bootleg miniatures, it doesn't really make a whole lot of financial sense. Um, so I don't know what exactly is going to happen. And, and with like the train printers, there's a ton of people on Etsy who are selling 3D printed train and 3D printed train services. But if you do the math... And Lucky's is on Etsy too. Okay. Yep. But if you do the math, um, the prices they're charging are not economically sustainable. If you if you think about like some of these... where like It might take like, a, a lot of... I'm trying to think, 
get my thoughts together quickly. Like with um, Star Wars Legion, um, my friends bought a whole bunch of 3D printed Star Wars themed terrain that looks like what's in the movie, like the little bunker from Endor, the shield, the shield generator from Hoth, that kind of a stuff. And those things probably took 12 to 15 hours to print, and they paid like $20, $25 for them. So whoever's printing them is making like 75 cents an hour printing stuff, which if you do the math that you've got a $1,000 minimum 3D printer, if not more, is taking you over a $1,000, 1,000 hours of printing time, assuming everything goes well to repay that printer, which does not financially make sense. And then if you actually wanted to make a living wage um, with 3D printing, doing that, you've now got to have like 30 printers at a bare minimum running full time at 75 cents an hour just to make a living wage for one person. And there's a whole, can you sell that kind of a stuff? And we have a light, the light is coming through the window right now and it's like going nova on us. The sun is so shining. That's the time for me to rant. The, I think it's time to finish up as the sun starts blinding us here because I left the as we walk open. As we walk slowly into the sunset hand in hand. No. Um, <laughs> that's not how this show ends, right? <laughs> You've got a family to get back to. Um, but I, yes. I'm talking about Indiana Jones type riding into the sunset. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about either. Anyway. I just said what I was talking about. Yes. Are we going to have an argument about this? <laughs> anyway. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. It's it's an interesting market. We'll see how things are five years from now because yeah. it is definitely a changing market. I think a lot of people don't have haven't done the business sense to make it into a career, but then again, they may just be doing it on the side because they have a 3D printer and want to make a little bit of money. And exactly. that, and enough of them are doing that, exactly. that's going to really disrupt the market it because can turn into something. you've now taken a market away and replaced it with something that's not actually a viable commercial market. And who knows what's going to happen. But anyway, we've been at this over an hour, so I think it's time to... Call this show done. What do you say, Ryan? You're, yep. you're seeing more interested in playing with your HeroScape tiles at this point. So. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I'm going to have so much fun with this next year. Um, and like I said, go to Tales of Valhalla. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, Tales of Valhalla on YouTube. Jason provided the links. I'm also on Facebook. You sent them to me. You probably sent them last year. Yep. Facebook, Instagram. Instagram. I upload stuff nearly every day, if not every week. And uh, just on how Tales of Valhalla is doing, sometimes life in general, um, and just how productions are going, and be probably going to be Instagramming a lot of this stuff. I haven't haven't done it yet, but we'd be taking a lot of photos of this stuff in the future too. And it's just like, oh, this lava stuff is just amazing. Um, okay, yeah, right. and so and we didn't and we didn't. I mean, we were going to build with these, but I already built with them just so they could see it when that should be enough. Um, so we'll take the pictures of some B-roll, blah blah blah. Anyway, blah. all right, guys. Well, you can find me, Caladagia.com. All those fun show notes will be in the, in the uh, thing down there, tabletopbattlefield.com, yeah, yeah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. If you've watched this for all this, made this end, you probably know who we are and know where all that crap is anyway. I'm going to so, take a nap. He's going to take a nap. So thank you guys all for watching, and have a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we'll see you sometime in 2019 on the Tabletop Battlefield. Battlefield.